0: Welcome to a special presentation from LTN Con 2020. This is The Power of a Purpose Driven Event with Jamie Harris of Satellite Gaming. 1929, Northeast Philadelphia. There was a factory that had just been built. And the factory owner was sitting in his top corner office looking at his books counting his money, swimming in his gold, you know, checking things out and he realized that in one of the areas of their finances it was red. There was a deficit. And he thought, "That's, that's weird. Why is that?" And it was under the category of building maintenance. The factory owner looked into it and he realized that it was under repairs and that that over 100 windows in the factory had been shattered within one month of manufacturing he started freaking out went to his employees and he said what's going on here it wasn't something in the air it wasn't faulty manufacturing of the windows it was students teenagers kids playing in the alley playing in the 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 gravel road right next to the building throwing rocks and bricks at the windows so he kind of freaks out looks out and he sure enough he sees a bunch of kids hanging out in the street he sees they're playing football so what does he do he calls his buddy joseph j tomlin who worked as a stockbroker in new york city and he said joseph like man i got some youth some teenagers throwing rocks in my buildings like i know you you've got some experience of football you've hung out with some youth bro could you help me out here could you tell me what i need what i can do to fix this Joseph said, "Sure, let me check it out next time I'm in town." So he goes to uh, Joseph goes to Philly, Northeast Philly, his hometown. Goes in the building, goes to the top corner office, looks out the window. Sure enough, sees kids playing football in the streets, throwing rocks at the building. And he said, "Look, the, the first problem is is that you're up here. Like you got you got to go down there. You gotta you gotta be in their area. You gotta be in their territory. You gotta you gotta go to them. Make something happen for them." So they say, okay. Joseph J. Tomlin and the factory owner, they do, 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 go down the stairs, go down the stairs, go on the street, and they say, kids, what are you doing? What are you doing? Wow, well, you know, we're just bored in between plays, you know, we do whatever we want. So the factory owner, all puffed up, like, what, what do we do? Getting on man. What, what what is this? He, he wants to be helpful, wants to be helpful. Joseph J. Tomlin says, No, 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 this, this is what we're gonna do. We are going to play football with them. We're gonna create a league with them, we're gonna hang out with them, and your factory is gonna sponsor them. So no 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 no. that's not no no, that's what we're gonna do all right it's worth a shot reach out to the families of the kids and say hey we're gonna start a a football league and uh we're gonna coach your teenagers we're gonna get them into a local sports league and the parents are like what you're gonna have my kids like run into each other full speed hit each other like ma'am they're they're already doing it in the street we're gonna put some football pads on them we'll we'll create some some comfort around it some some safety around it Create some culture around it, and we'll do that for you. Parents are like, "No, no," and they're like, "All right, or we can sue you, and you can replace our windows." So they're like, "Okay, where do I sign my kid up for football?" <laughs> anyway, turns out that other factories in town have been having the same issue. So around the whole town, Joseph J. Tomlin and this factory owner got other factories in on this, and it turns out that the the buildings that were getting destroyed by teenagers were the same turned out to be the same businesses and organizations that that sponsored the first ever youth sports football league. And that was the Northeast Football Conference, I believe. And what happens is they start to grow. And they decide, they decide this, check it out, they're going to have an event. They say this event... Will be all about building camaraderie around football. It'll be this much about football, but really, the the topic will be football. But it'll it'll be about like building safe ways to do it, building relationships with the people you're going to be friends with for the rest of your lives. We're going to bring in pros and coaches and and um, uh, college players that have like people that have played football through college. Like we're going to bring in all these people. We're going to hang out with them. And we're going to throw this big event. Now, what had happened recently is the stock market had crashed. So Joseph J. Tomlin said, look, I'm all in on this. I'm all in on this. I'm going to leave the stock market. It crashed. I'm, I'm going all in. So they put everything they have into this event. This event, it, it broadcasts their purpose. It, it, it demonstrates what they value. Sure, they love football, but what they value is these students knowing that they have mentors. They value these students knowing they have a place where they can be safe. They can engage in positive activities with one another. This event was about so much more than football. It had a purpose, so what happens is, the day of the event, they had about a dozen, again, coaches and professionals and athletes lined up to come teach these students. And there was this massive snowstorm, like, I don't know if it was a snowstorm, but there was a massive storm, like record-setting events happened. I don't know if it was wind, tornadoes, volcanoes, it wasn't volcanoes, but I don't know what happened. But it was crazy, crazy storm. And what, what resulted was all of these coaches and professionals, they said, look, I, I can't go. I gotta, I gotta stay home. It was like, it was like COVID before COVID happened, right? They're like, I can't go anywhere. I can't go anywhere. I gotta, I gotta stay home. Like, okay, good, stay home. We want you to be safe. We want. But one guy said, you know, I, I think I can make it. I think I can get there safely, because what they found out was these kids were showing up to the event. Not really any of them canceled. They all showed up. Why? Because this was their life. This was what was important to them. So they show up to this event. But now you have hundreds of students. And one coach, one person that was supposed to speak to them for this multi-hour event. So the board of the Northeast Football Conference looks at him and he says, "Hey, uh, can you can you maybe handle this? I know you're just one guy, but can you teach them? Can you educate them?" And he's like, "I thought there was like 11 other dudes. Yeah, they they kind of all couldn't make it. Like, can you handle it? Yeah, you got this." So he says, "Okay, let's do it." This this one man took this event and proceeded to invest in these young people, put everything he was into it. He professed the, 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 the purpose of what the event was. He, he demonstrated and, and he made these kids feel valued. And and the board members came around him and supported him in this and they were all in this together. They, they built this unified, this unified uh, mentality that was like, we're gonna serve these kids no matter what. And they did just that. As they wrapped up the event, The board of directors got together and they were, I don't know if they were crying or they were in tears, but like, man, we got to, we got to do something to appreciate this man. As this man was walking through in front of the board members, he's like, yeah, I think we're all wrapped up. Like, that was crazy. That was awesome. I got to go. They all looked at him and Joseph J. Tomlin said this and he said, I was incredible. I, I don't know how you did that. I don't know what you said and what you did that made these kids like pay so much attention, but they got something out of this tonight. And that was incredible. And we will no longer be known as the Northeast Football Conference. But Mr. Pop Warner, we'd like to name our organization after you. Now, why would I open with this story? Well, one, it's such a cool story. It's a little dramatized. It's the Jamie version. You could look it up. You could read about it. I would encourage you to do so. The start of Pop Warner Little Scholars. One of the the largest, longest lasting youth organizations um, to come around students in, in something they're passionate about in sports and to create something that had purpose behind it. And now, why would I start with this? Well, it's because this, I wanted to focus on the moment that brought Pop Warner Little Scholars to life, where they, they literally got their name. It was the result of this event. But what made this event so beautiful, it was, it, it was, it was kind of the event, right? It was, it was the things that happened, but it was more the story behind the event. Everything that happened leading up to it. The, the purpose and and the 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 event it had it had cause, right? like we want to do this for students we value students. All of these things influence the structure of the event, the execution of the event and the passion that these board members and Pop Warner had an event without purpose I, I would say it's like a commercial without a product or a book without a story it it just doesn't work. your event it should not really be your Purpose. It's not like I want to do an event for event's sake. Your event should not be your purpose. Rather, it should showcase your purpose. I love sharing the early stories of satellite gaming events. Um, you know, you have a really simple purpose for our events. and That was to create a bully-free, shoulder-to-shoulder environment where students compete and parents learn. See, we, we wanted to create a common space for all these kids, regardless of what their normal like day to day culture was, whether they were like, I don't know, n- name a 90s like school stereotype, a jock, a nerd, a band geek, choir geek. Like at some point I was probably all of them. But regardless of whatever stereotype you want to give kids, they kind of all at least dabble with video games. It's, it's just a fact. And we wanted to create a place where they wouldn't bully each other. They would be safe. They would be comfortable. Uh, where they could come together and compete in esports, And, and later we added the, the parent education component because we wanted parents to be educated on, on this culture so they could come to events and cheer for their students, much like you know, a, a parent of a football kid would cheer when they kick a field goal. You know, we we wanted to explain basic video game terminology and concept to families, but also educate them on deeper things like how to be safe online and how to be a good citizen of the internet. And I, I remember a uh, funny story at our first event. We reached out to uh, Teen Challenge. It was just down the road, like literally uh, like two buildings over from the facility we were using. And uh, we said, hey, I, I know this is going to sound silly, but like we're doing an event for youth or a church youth group. And can we borrow some couches? And they're like, dude, yeah, like you could totally borrow some couches. We got some, pick them up uh, next Friday. Uh, just show up at this time. We're like, dude, sweet. We got four couches we can borrow. We show up with our trailer. It's me and a couple guys. We're like, yeah, let's go. And uh, they're like, yeah, the, the, the couches are upstairs. So we're like, oh, we got, we got to bring them downstairs. Okay, okay, that's cool. Also, they're a beds oh man, we just suckered ourselves into moving these guys' hide-a-beds from upstairs to downstairs and then into our trailer. And I'm like, oh, I just don't have the courage to tell them, no thank you. So we borrowed the hide-a-beds, took them back to our venue, and uh, then we also had someone else say like, hey, you can borrow an arcade machine. How cool would that be? I'm like, dude, that would be awesome. Show up to pick up the arcade machine, and of course, it's gotta be a Simpsons arcade machine, right? Like, I'm flipping out. I'm like, that's so cool, but I'm thinking... How many emails are we going to get from these like Awana kids' parents saying like, "How dare you let my kid? You know he's been quoting Bart Simpson and hitting his sister with his skateboard for like seven days straight now." And I, I don't know. I thought it was hilarious. You know what? We had the head of beds, we had the Simpsons arcade machine, and kids felt appreciated. It was so so fun. So I know it's a little bit of a tangent, but that's just to share with you. Like when we started, we didn't have it all figured out. We still don't. But. We very clearly knew our purpose. We very clearly knew what we stood for. There is another benefit to having a purpose-driven event. Um, If the event was promoted like this, we want kids to have fun playing video games all night because lots of kids like video games. I mean, we might get some kids show up because they would be like, I I like video games. I like staying up all night. Will there be Cheetos and Mountain Dew? Uh, So we might attract those kids, but... We're going to lose anyone or any family that just really is is not inherently attracted to video games. But the moment you do this, you say bully free. Ooh, schools and community members are going to say, "I can support that." Shoulder to shoulder, young people being next to each other, not in their basements. Ooh, I can get behind that too. Oh, and and where parents learn? You mean education for for families and parents? All right, sign me up. I'm down. I'm down. At this point, it doesn't matter if you're doing a video game event, a crocheting event, a board game event. See, video games might be entertaining for some, but without a purpose, without a a community-driven purpose, you're really limiting yourself to reaching only those who see the entertainment value in video games. Uh, it, It expands your reach. It invites support from... From those who aren't inherently interested in your theme, a purpose-driven event is less about the controller that is driving a character from one end of the screen to the other, and it's more about the person who is holding the controller. All right, so I wanna wanna sidetrack a little bit. I'm going to read a story from the Bible, and uh, I don't really know where everyone here sits when it comes to uh, Scripture. Uh, maybe maybe the Bible is like what you shape your life around. Maybe for some of you, it's a book, and, and maybe for some of you, you have a bad taste in your uh, in your mouth about it. But if we look at this as a story, um, regardless of how you feel about the Bible from a perspective of faith, man, I, I really think that this story can influence the way we handle our events and our physical interactions with people. Uh, this is what it said. It's uh, from the book of John. It says, the next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? (laughs) I, I, I imagine he said something like that. They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Your event should showcase your values. Come and see. Jesus says, come and see. Now, Jesus was a man that really valued the power of of walking through life with people. It was important to him that that people saw where he was staying. Like with his story, he, he said, I want you to come see where I'm staying. See how I live my life. And and Jesus didn't just say he cared about this. He like backed it up, guys. He literally said, yo, I I do value living life with people. I do value um, sharing life with people. So why don't you, you want to know what's up? Why don't you come check it out? Why don't you see what's up? Why don't you just come see what's up? See, See how I live. I love when like our our donors at Satellite Gaming or grandparents of our students or even pastors they come to our events and and I'm able to catch them at the entrance and then walk around the event with them and show them all of the different things that are happening and I love when I'm walking with them and suddenly a student runs up to me and they say Jamie 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 I made it to the Smash Bros finals they're freaking out. And I say, awesome, uh, Saul, that's so cool, man. Like, what, were you playing your favorite character, King K. Rule? And he says, yeah, man, I, I won the last match with this awesome down B counter. And, and then I downspiked him off the stage. Oh, man, it was so, so cool. So I'd give him like a nice crisp, you know, pre-COVID, of course, high five. And I, I wish them luck in the finals. And then we'd move on to the next room. Now, our guest has absolutely no clue who King K. Rule is or or what a down spike is. They they probably don't even know what Smash Bros is, but they, they don't see an interaction about video games or video game culture. They see that I value what this event claims to value, that I value what Saul, this student values. Hey, it's important to him. So you know what? It's important to me. Um, this isn't about staging a reality show or an event. You, you know, you have some kid who's a paid actor to, to run at you at your event every time he sees you with like a donor or some old purse. You know, that's just, this is, no. If your event is is purpose-driven, as we talked about before, then in turn your event will naturally and, and should authentically produce stories like this. Uh, you, you won't have to stage it because it's just going to be happening all around you. So, I want to share a story that's on the other side of that. This is something personally that happened to me. My history uh, before video games was really about music. Um, I love producing music. I love writing music. I love singing. I love playing guitar. And I I remember, I, I do remember an event where, man, like I was just shattered. I was crushed. And I felt like, I felt like I wasn't valued. And I was at this worship event um, I was interning at a church, and I was on the worship team for this event. I was helping with a lot of the technical stuff behind setting up audio and and visual, and um, you know, helping all the vendors set up their booths. And it was a pretty big responsibility. And I remember, uh, man, I remember listening to the main speaker talk about uh, this. This um, it wasn't a university, but it was it was a kind of a trade school for worship artists. So like, if you wanted to. Lead worship out of church, you know, play music in a congregational setting. Like, this school was for you. And I'm thinking, dude, that's me. Like, oh, I got to ask this guy about this school. And I, I was like fanboying on this kid, all right? I'm not going to lie. I was probably super annoying, but but I played my cool, you know, I played it cool, played it cool. People walking up to him, you know, asking, you know, picture with him, whatever, you know, I, I'm just like playing it cool, you know, I'm just, I'm just the, the, you know, one of the guys on the worship team, no big deal. You know, I probably thought I was way cooler than I was. Um, I probably still do. And I, I remember after the event, when no one else was around, man, I walked up to him and I was so excited. And I remember he looked back at me and he just like, quickly walked away. And I'm like, I didn't talk to you yet. Like, no way I'm annoying you already. Like, so I kind of walked to him. I was like, hey, hey man, let me, Our, uh, his body language, like turned around and he goes, yeah, what's up? And I was like, you know, hey, so I got a question for you. I just, I, I know you're busy um, and it's, it's late. You're getting ready to go, you know, back to your hotel. Um, I just, I just want to say like, I think I'd consider, like, going to your school, man. Like, I think it sounds really, really cool. It, I don't know. Maybe, you know, I'm just overthinking it. But, like, um, would you recommend, like, because it's your school, the school you started, would you recommend that everyone goes to it? And he's like, actually, no, I, I wouldn't. And I thought that was, that was a good, honest answer. You know, he said, like, you know, you got to pray about it. But as I was talking to him, he was kind of, like, looking at his watch, you know, like, not really interested. And I get it, man. I, I get it. Like, it was the end of his day. He's on his way out the door. But I tell you what. I tell you what, um, I did not feel like the way he treated me in that moment was consistent with what he was saying on the platform, on the stage. Now, there's no judgment, right? I'm not, you know, 15 years later, whatever, I'm not that old, 10 years later, <laughs> looking back at that moment and, and just like frustrated. No, no, no. But, but what I learned was, man, when we're hosting something, when, when we are... When we're the ones running the event, guys, it is so important. We we call it the 10 times rule around satellite gaming that, that we are 10 times more on point, jacked, and ready, ready to go than anyone else there. We set the bar high for, for authenticity. We set the hard the bar high for excitement, for interest. You know, we are if we are hyped. If we are, you know, having intentional conversations, it's going to be contagious and it's going to spread. Um, I, I won't, I won't credit that one event to being what kind of shattered my dreams as a worship artist, but I would say that played a lot of influence and, and I'm grateful for that now, right? Cause I'm, I'm, I still, I, there's my guitar. I, I still play music. I still love it, but now my main squeeze is video games. So like, I'm cool with it. But I think that's a pretty important story that I keep in the back of my mind that tells me why it's important to demonstrate that I value certain things at our events. Now, this is a cool thing to think about. When people at your event, they have a clear understanding of your purpose and they feel valued, they will naturally leave your event as what I like to call a vision carrier. They will literally carry your vision with them beyond that event. Now, you may not be able to influence their, their families directly or maybe their co-workers, but the impact that your events have made on their life will cause a ripple effect that will bear fruit that lasts so far beyond that one event that they attended. All right. So we've talked about purpose. We've talked about showcasing our values. And, and now we're going to talk about how we can do that in an authentic way. See, in in some cultures, uh, I'll I'll say very specifically, I I think that in in the Christian world, sorry if I'm stepping on some toes here, I love Jesus, I love Christian culture, you know. But sometimes, guys, I, I, I do feel like we have this habit of justifying a lack of quality or excellence by hiding behind a wall of authenticity. We have movies that communicate like a beautiful message but man, they're just not done well. And, and we have churches that have amazing sermons, but the audio quality on the live recording or the, the post recording is just, it's just awful. It, it, now, now, hear me out. I do think that I, I would much rather have authenticity than have excellence and quality, right? Like, I'd, I, I just would. Let, let me give you an example. I'm gonna give a, an analogy of a restaurant, right? So you go to one restaurant, and uh, you know, it looks so awesome, the food is just mm, so good that you're drooling, but the host that greets you and the server that seats you, they're just, they're just complete turds, You know, no authenticity. Uh, you can tell they just don't care about you. They just wanna earn their check and they wanna leave. Now, on the flip side, uh, you, you have a restaurant that is mm, mediocre, maybe not bad, but like maybe mediocre. It's kinda like a, a hole in the wall. And, and again, the food's not bad, but it's really not excellent, it's not quality. But the host is just super polite, you know, super genuine. Every once in a while, the manager comes by, they check on you, and they're so polite. You know, now now some of you may prefer one and, and some may prefer the other, but I think we should always keep this thought in the back of our minds. What can we do to achieve a balance of authenticity and excellence while planning our events? Now, I actually think that's really hard. Uh, if you're balancing something, you're you're kind of always teetering this way or, or tottering that way. And, I, and I've heard I've heard that balancing is actually a myth. You you never really arrive. Now, th- this part is is where I'm going to break down a little bit more of the logistical components uh, of planning an event, specifically for nerd culture or maybe video game based events. Um, and, and I'm going to break it down into three bullet points for you. All right. So the first tip that we have for Um, balancing authenticity and excellence is this, understanding your audience. Now, speaking specifically to video game culture, things we consider is, are we reaching competitive or casual players? If you're reaching casual players, the games you choose probably won't matter a whole lot. You know, you could do maybe uh i don't know a dorky game of gang beasts you know you could do like a casual bracket you want to make sure to have free play options um you know and, and then maybe when you're done focusing on that stuff like you could do a little bit to spruce up the event and, you know make it make it look pretty you know add some decorations here and there but but i'll tell you this in my experience is if you're, if you're doing a competitive event, if you have a competitive audience, like man, you you better know the rules to this game. Like you know the tournament standard for running a Smash Bros. event. Like you have to know. Uh, you need to know the tournament legal stages, the settings, the time allowed for each match. Also, you, you gotta make sure that the players are comfortable. I'll share a way that this is this is kind of hard for us uh, to balance at satellite gaming. So we want our events to look good. And what makes spectating you know, more engaging and more fun? Lots of moving lights and lots of loud noises. But what distracts competitive players in video games more than anything? Moving lights and loud noises. Our, our players, our competitors, they've asked us to turn off the lights, you know, the moving lights, uh, to turn down the background music so they can focus more, but Well, our spectators, they want a more engaging environment. You know, as as I mentioned, uh, sometimes we teeter and sometimes we totter. You will need to look at your event and and determine for yourself what it means to understand your audience. Um, the, The more you understand your audience and you communicate that by the way you set up your lights and you set up your decorations and you choose your games, the more you know what your audience wants the more opportunities you have to to be authentic and and to also arrive at excellence. So the the second thing, I really like this one. The second tip we have for balancing authenticity and excellence is upgrade your volunteers to vision carriers. Your volunteers and event workers, they they should understand your vision and they should carry it out. If you have an event team, whether it's you and one other person or if it's 100 people plus. like, Have a team meeting before the event and address a couple things. You know, to to lean toward excellence, make sure everyone understands the schedule. Make sure they have backup batteries, they know their rules and their responsibilities, then, on the other hand, to lead them toward authenticity, ensure they have food and water. You know, thank them. Remind them of the purpose for your event and remind them of your values. Encourage them to be living examples of your organization and what you stand for. Th- this will be contagious and people will follow suit. The third and final tip we have for balancing authenticity and excellence is this. Clearly communicate expectations. I recently heard a quote uh, at a sermon. It was it was this. I love it. Disappointment grows in the soils of expectation. If you don't want people to be disappointed by your event, and you want them to feel like it was an authentic experience and an excellent experience, then please set clear expectations. Let's talk for a second as if we were using a traditional church building uh, as a venue for a tournament, for a video game tournament, right? first question you might get would touch on authenticity. You know, is my kid going to get preached at? I hope not. Whereas another parent might say, you know, the Iwana kid's parent might say, uh, can I stay for the sermon? I want to make sure my kid gets taught proper theology. You're going to be all over the board and these are great things to consider. Let's look a little more at what this, this idea of using a church for a video game tournament um, might kind of bring to the surface. Uh, Let's say you're using the sanctuary for the main event area. Maybe the church has some old decorations on the wall that they really don't have a good look for an esports event. Well, do you cover up the traditional images with pictures of Smash Bros characters and maybe run the risk of offending a congregation member that might show up as a spectator? Or do you leave the traditional images on the wall and just say, well, it's a free venue. What can we say? Alright, these might seem like silly examples, but these are things that we have actually encountered at Satellite Gaming. Uh, These are topics that are important to people. Um, Addressing things like this before your event, it's going to make it uh, easier to arrive at an authentic experience, because it's going to establish credibility, and it's going to set clear expectation. On the other hand, uh, letting your guests know that this kind church is letting you use their venue for free. Um, setting that expectation, it's probably going to result in in your guests being really appreciative of the building and not only extending grace, but maybe almost kind of enjoying seeing things like old decorations that don't really relate to video game culture, you know, or, or, or maybe, oh, you know, they, they didn't set up all these lights and gadgets and gizmos, but it's because they didn't want to ear- interfere with what the church needed, or they left the drum set on the stage, but that's because the church is letting us use this for free. You see, these things that create problems and could, could make people question the authenticity of the event or question the excellence of the event really turn into like, hey, they told us this was going to happen. They set clear expectations. I might go to church now because this is so cool. Right now. Now we're dreaming. I want to recap on uh, the three suggestions we have for balancing the teeter-totter that is authenticity and excellence. First, understand your audience. Second, upgrade your volunteers to vision carriers. Make sure that everyone that's involved with the event, they know your purpose and they know your values. Number three, clearly communicate expectations. Again, disappointment grows in the soil of expectation. Hear me say this. I know I could have said more about what it takes to uh, logistically run an event. You know uh how do you handle the finances? Where do you get the equipment? the volunteers? How do you promote it you know, th- Those things are important, but I think the things that I chose to talk about today are the things that um, are at the core of every successful event. Is the event being driven by a purpose do the the key volunteers and 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 the people running the event do they understand the values and are they willing to demonstrate the values of the organization at the event and, and lastly. Is the event doing its absolute best to balance both authenticity and excellence? I'll leave you with this. One of the things that really carried satellite gaming and, and continues to carry us uh, from event to event and, and, and function to function is knowing that we have people in our corner cheering for us and, and praying for us and supporting us, you know, be it a donor, a sponsor, um, a, a, a grandma of a student in our program, uh, people at our church, you know, um, it, it's knowing that there is someone in our corner cheering for us. You, you have to know this. If you think maybe in your local context, you, you don't have that group, maybe um, maybe you go to a small church, maybe no one understands gaming culture around you, um, maybe you just don't have that local context. Um, well, For one, it took us a while to build that, but two, I, I will tell you this, the community of Love Thy Nerd, the, the volunteers, um, the, 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 the staff, the, the, the people just in the community hanging on on Facebook, they are in your corner. I am in your corner. I'm cheering for you. I'm rooting for you, and I want to. I want to hear stories. I want. I want to see you go out there, take some risks, uh, live out a purpose. Like build an event, build something that communicates what you value. Um, you are so loved. Um, You're not just supported by me and LTN, but man, you got a God that just loves you and he wants to see you succeed. And uh, we celebrate the successes that we know you will have. We thank you for tuning in today. And uh, I, I hope you got something out of it. Thanks so much for letting me be a part of this. Thank you for joining us for this LTNCon 2020 special presentation. For all of what you might have missed from LTNCon, visit ltncon.info.